I'm a fun guy. <laughs> Not a game. We talking about practice. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our first episode of Triple Dribble. I'm Jay. I'm with Nads and with Loki. And boys, we finally did it. After talking about this for so long, we're finally publishing our NBA podcast. Very excited. I know you guys are too. Um, so let's get into it straight away. Boys, I've had this feeling the last few days. You know, the grass is a little bit greener. The sky is a little bit bluer. The reason for that, NBA is back. NBA is back. We're so excited. NBA is back, baby. No more preseason. NBA is back. No more preseason. No more, you know, trying to scout these random players in preseason going, oh, is he going to be good or not? This is, this is where real men become men. Anyway, going on from that, opening week had a couple of really interesting games um, going on. So I'll throw it to you guys. Loki, what do you reckon? Who do you want to start off with? Oh man, I'm excited for the season, man. We're talking, we're just finding things to talk about in the off season, just to just to stay relevant with the NBA. But now the games are actually starting. We can talk about the games and what's going on. It's ex- exciting, man. Um, uh, there's a lot to talk about. It's just been five, four days um, into the season, but yeah, like so many teams to talk about. You can see everyone dusting off the cobwebs. You know, the top teams still trying to get back into it. The, you know. Uh, teams you don't really think about actually competing. Are they clicking? You know, what, what's going on? You know, the usual start to a season, overreacting. It's all part of it. It's part of the fun. Three games think, into uh, three games into the season per team, and we're already like saying who's good and who's not. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think I think the drama, right? It's all in the off season. We're like, it's time for it to get serious, games are on, but the drama's carried through. Uh, but that's what NBA basketball is, right? It's that soap opera happening on the side while the games are going on. I love it. I'm here for it. That's right, lads. And that's exactly why we're doing this podcast. We, we love drama. We love talking about narratives. And more importantly, we just love the game of NBA. So talking about drama and talking about, you know, little niggles and stuff. Let's just start with the Lakers. The Lakers are down zero and two. They haven't won a game yet. They look lost. Westbrook looks lost. Um, AD and Dwight had a minor kerfuffle on the bench yesterday against Phoenix after they got blew out. This, it's going to take a while. Like, everyone was preaching um, time for them, saying, you know, they've got a completely new team. It's going to take a long time for them to gel. Um, you know, don't don't worry too much if they start off really bad to the season. I mean, LeBron's Miami teams did the same thing. They start with the Lakers did the same thing. It takes a while. But Loki, what are you seeing or not seeing from them that either makes you, you know, a little hesitant or just makes you happy? Yeah, I mean, I watched the, I mean, they've they played against two decent teams. So being down 0-2 isn't a surprise. You know, you can give them that. But I think the issue is how they've got to 0-2, the way they look really clunky on the court. I mean, the first game against the Warriors, I saw Melo and Rondo stand up coming off the bench as the sixth and seventh men. I was like, no, nah, this, this isn't that. This isn't going to work. <laughs> That's the, they're the first two players off your bench on you know, a Lakers squad, on like a professional NBA team in 2021. Uh, something's not right, you know. Um, and then the backups are Monk and Ariza, and you just don't want to talk base more. <laughs> um, so maybe they'll gel. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I, I just. I can't see it happening. I'm seeing LeBron, you know, pulling up for threes like seven or eight times a game because there's no other option. Um, 
is that going to work? I don't, I don't think so. Um, AD, AD needs space. Westbrook needs space. It's LeBron needs the ball. Westbrook needs the ball. It's, it's it, the question is that we all knew when this all had started. Um, so don't know. Obviously, it's too early to tell. But I, I'm, I'm saying they're going to make a, they're going to have a lot of trades before the trade deadline. Um, what do you think, Nads? Yeah, I feel like this is. If someone had to put a fantasy team together, right? Some like amateur basketball player picking all the big names that they know. That's what the Lakers are. And it works on paper. It just doesn't work in real life uh, is what we're sort of seeing. Um, it's clunky. LeBron's not paying, playing how he usually would play, right? He's, like you said, just firing threes when he can. Uh, Westbrook missing his threes as per usual. I think Kuzma's sitting there in the corner sort of like, you know, glad I got out of this mess. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's weird. It's weird seeing sort of Melo and Rondo there. I don't know what that kerfuffle was about between Dwight and AD. It's just the team doesn't seem like they're gelling. Um, mm. And there's going to be maybe be some broken hearts uh, as trades happen during the season. So, yeah. I just, um, just touching on LeBron's jump shooting quickly, he was amazing that first night. Like he got, what, six of 11 or five of 11 threes. Like it's not sustainable, but I was watching him. His shot is smooth. After like 20 years, he's learned to shoot. I was like, that's a... That's a nice looking shot. I was pretty impressed. Season nineteen for him. That's like it's impressive yeah, that he 19. still plays the way he plays. Like it's it's crazy. He's still in MVP conversations yeah. at thirty seven years old or whatever. That's his, like I, I admire him completely, but I don't admire his recruiting abilities because I don't know what he's done this season. If if he's if he's obviously part of the recruiting team Hello. for for his team, it's like the oh, GM. Been, yeah, yeah. It's like you you just got your mates. What do you, what do you are you trying to win or are you just hanging out with your mates? What's going on? <laughs> So what do you think that fight um, was about between Dwight and AD? I think it was just, um, they said something about a rebound or a defensive assignment that just didn't go well. And when you're talking about defense, you're talking about Dwight Howard. I don't think those things go together. Um, Dwight's not <laughs> anywhere the defensive person he was. He's just sort of, he's like the, what do you call, like the security guard at a club. He's just like, no, no, like just standing there without actually doing anything. Like it's just there for like the sake of being there without actually adding anything to the to the team or I don't know, man. I just, I mean, I just, this, this is a this is a three time DPOY. So. Yeah, I di- I could I disagree with that. That's that's his value add now on teams. He's not an offensive guy anymore. He's a def- he is definitely a defensive anchor. I mean, he's, he got two blocks a game last week, last season for with Philly. Um, he 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 is a presence. He's been off the court this last two games. The reason they've lost is because they have no defensive anchor besides AD. He, did, he hasn't played. He hasn't, he hasn't played, a, he didn't play a minute in the last game. He started the first game. No, he, yeah, he and didn't play a, a minute in the last game. But yeah, like, look, it's an old team. They're going to get rings run around them. It's not only Dwight, you know, five people make up a defense. He's the last line of defense. And as an old man trying to defend young quick guards or whoever, he's, he's going to struggle, but he's still a present. I'm not going to say he's a great defender, mm-hmm. but he's still, he's still a present. He's I a mean, present, oh, yeah. yeah. His value add is in yeah. his offense, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's um. Look, that's fans going from one, you know, team with suspect defense to another with Brooklyn. I watched that Brooklyn and um, Bucks game. God, they need help. They need so much help. That center position, Brooklyn do. It was so like I was actually feeling really bad watching Claxton get babied by Giannis. Like he was doing whatever he wanted with him at center, and then so that in that game too, it was Claxton. It was um Lamarcus who surprisingly came back from a career-ending injury and on retirement for some reason. And then Paul Millsap too. 
And I'm like, this, it just looked so bad. Like Giannis did whatever he wanted with them. And their center position on that backline defense needs so much work. Um, yeah, it was, it was just bad. It was bad to see. But Brooklyn are one and one. Um, they lost opening night to the Bucks, but they won against your boys in Philly, which they should have been zero and two. I don't know how Philly lost that game yesterday as well. But yeah, they look, Katie's looking great. Um, Harden's still getting his flow going. But yeah, Mads, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think uh, it was interesting to see Brooklyn play. I think they're still trying to gel together, like I said, similarly with Lakers, like, right, without Kyrie, seeing how everything works. Um, I don't know. I feel like they, with Katie and Harden, I feel like there's, like, an easy win sort of mentality where they're not really putting in the effort unless they need to. Um, and I, I feel like I saw a lot of effort against the Sixers, right, especially in that last quarter. But the Bucks, I didn't see that same sort of drive that they had. Um, and I'm just trying to like gauge, are they just trying to cruise their way into the playoffs and then, you know, kick it up a notch, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's, it's first game against Bucks. You can't, you can't take much out of game ones in a season. Um, they did look, yeah, I agree with Jay, man. They, the center, they don't have a center. Uh, and, and it was, it was, it was, it felt sorry for Claxton really. He was just like, he was trying, but it just didn't, didn't really, yeah, it wasn't working. Um, yeah, I mean, with KD and Harden, I think they'll be fine. You know, they, they, they'll, they'll, they'll get used to it. They'll gel. They're smart. They've got a bunch of smart. They've got a decent um, IQ, high IQ team, I think. So they'll figure it out. They're not a bad team. Um, against Philly was just, I think Philly just choked. I mean, they're playing Drummond for ages. I don't know. I think uh, Embiid's knee is is already getting to be a problem um, early. Oh, you love to is, see it three games into the season. You love to see Embiid already, yeah. Having health I, issues. I think the want. lack of Simmons actually showed. Initially, I was like, you know, who needs him? They're doing great. But it sort of showed in the later quarters, right? His, his defensive presence is, is huge. It makes a huge difference. And yes. without him, you can sell. There's like cracks in, you know. Simmons, Simmons would be defending Durant or Harden, at least one of them. Yeah. Um, you got Maxi and Green, like defending those two, or like, sorry, not those two, but the perimeter. And it's just, <laughs> that's, that's the recipe for disaster. And it really showed in that last quarter. So yeah, you're missing, you're missing a defensive guard mm-hmm. or Simmons. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I just want to say, what, Green's offensive game is so bad. I was watching that last quarter. He missed three threes and not even close. He airballed three of them in the last two minutes. And I'm just yelling at my TV, going, why are you shooting? Same spot, same result for three he, shots. And I'm just like, he started, he started off hard, right? He's, he started off hard. He was doing all right. And then, like, I don't know what happens. It happens with Sixers every time. Like, you know, Q3, Q4, something happens or they just yeah. start choking. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Danny Green's a shooter. That's, he's going to shoot. doesn't matter if he's zero from 10, airballs through. I'm, I'd still give him the ball in a situation and say, this is your play. He'll, he's, it's Danny Green, man. But that, yeah, that was embarrassing. He'll be fine. He'll score like six points a game, two threes. He'll be fine. <laughs> That's what he's there for. Um, yeah, speaking from one three to another, Warriors, man. This team is so good to watch. Like, I've loved both their games. When Steph gets it going, he's the reason why I like basketball. The easiness of which he gets free, the fact that he cuts every time and like he's never still. And the fact that he got, what, like 25 points, like hit all of his five threes in the first quarter in the last game, he's just, yeah, it just feels to me happiness. Like, this is why I like basketball, going, this is exactly why, yeah, and the NBA is such a good sport. Um, 
their win against the Lakers was interesting. Jordan Poole, man, MVP, just just let him go. You know, it's his world now. We don't need Clay. We don't need anyone. He's fine. But then he came back to earth again the second game, which is disappointing. But yeah, I love seeing Jordan Poole there. Um, they need a def- like they need a bit of defense as well. Like especially in the last game against the Clippers. The Clippers are good, man. Like I was watching them. They're very just like, oh, what's the word? Mm. Like yeah. they have no superstars on their team, but they're just scrappy, and they were so fun to watch. Like just random yeah. players, like Bledsoe's there, Canards there, like just random players were just pushing the Warriors each time. It was really fun. But yeah, no, I, I love that game last night. That was I love that little fun. clip of um, I think Paul George was like to Steph Curry, like shoot it from the logo or something, and he just nailed it in his face. Mm. Steph Curry is yeah. unbelievable I feel like what I've noticed now in like the first week of games is the three point line means nothing it's yeah. like you know everyone's jacking up threes yeah. they're all hitting it's crazy the logo is now like where yeah. you want to shoot from yeah. it's from anywhere yeah if you, tra- if yeah. you see Trey Young just dribbles he's like I'm a little bit open I'm going to shoot it from like 10 feet back from the three yeah. point line you're like cool fair enough go for it you can do it. <laughs> You're not like what, like, you know, but five and five years ago, you'd be like, what are you doing? Just like, yeah. this is what I do, like, just for fun sometimes and try to have a random shot from halfway. But when they do it, it's a proper NBA shot now. It's crazy. And I think it's crazy seeing Steph who, like, the time, like, how, like, his release is so fast anywhere. Like, he just didn't miss in that first quarter. It's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that top 75 position yeah. is, like, well-deserved for him. Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's really jittery. He's really really jittery with the ball. Like he's like moving around. You don't know what he's gonna do. And suddenly it's just like a smooth, just like one smooth release. And it's yeah, it's money almost every time. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um, what do you guys think about Sacramento? I was I was interested in, in oh, they're playing. Oh man, they're actually, I love you this up. I'm I'm in. I'm so in on Sacramento. Yeah. They're they're a good team, man. I don't know what it is. Like they went against Portland. I just want to say Portland's in trouble. The one game I saw, and you lose to Sacramento in your opening game on your home court. You're like, that's, I don't know, I don't get Portland are in serious trouble. So I actually didn't watch the game. Portland, what happened? Yeah. Uh, Lillard did hit a three. Like, you just, yeah, I think it was the first, one of the first times he went zero for what like, I think it was like nine, 10 or something. Zero like for nine. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Um, um, but that's, that's all Davian. That, it's just, that's all Davion Mitchell as well. Have you seen, he's, he is like a terrier on defense. Um, I think, uh, who was it? Uh, Fox or no, it was um, Barnes or no, Hield said he's the best defender in the league after the first two games. And you look at the stats he defended. So Davion Mitchell guarded Lillard, who went something like eight from 23 or eight from 24. Game two, he got, yeah, he was on um, Donovan Mitchell and he went nine from 25. Like, and you see his defense, like in the last quarter on Mitchell, it was like Mitchell and Mitchell was was pretty incredible. He's he's a good, really good young player, great player. So they've got some. I think they've got great talent. They've got they've got maybe the coach. I don't know. It's like heaps of pressure on Walton. We'll go through that later. But um, yeah, I think I I really like their team. I mean Barnes. I have no idea if it's a fluke or not yet. But he's playing out of his mind, and he's so aggressive, which is new. Um, just have to figure out what to do with Bagley because there's some, you know, drop him, not, drop him. No one wants him. Just yeah, get yeah, rid of him. It's fine. Yeah. I thought they were they were my kind of team of the week just out of interest. They took Utah. I mean Utah oh. played Utah played pretty bad in three over three quarters, but Sac Sacktown, you know, challenged them and they beat Portland. Like a team to watch. Like a, like kind of no one really cares about them. Haven't made the playoffs for 15 years, but like 
Cool, all right. It could be it could be like everyone's second favorite team by the end of the season. We we'll see. I love I love when a small market sort of comes up. Like we saw that with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, Sacramento, same thing. Yeah, yeah, I got a good future. I'm hoping um Minnesota do the same thing. Like their first game seemed pretty like they were all switched. I'm not sure if they've won I think they played in the second one today, but Minnesota was the other one where it was like Towns is finally doing it. Um Anthony Edwards is there as well and he's he's um yeah, he's gonna play I love that guy. as well. Awesome. <laughs> he's great the go from um, one you know young person to the top 75 players so this year was NBA NBA's 75th um, year celebrations well, well just on. before you jump across there you missed one of the biggest games right Knicks and Celtics double O T. oh yeah what, how did we miss I that I didn't want to be a homer I didn't want to be a homer but this is the game this season that was, it was so a wild excited. game yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so excited for Man. this game um, yeah this this is this was how do you explain it? Like Celtics look Celtics weren't didn't play the best. Um, but they haven't played good in two games. Like they they've got some serious problems at point guard. Yeah. Um Marcus Smart is not a point guard. Jalen, you're playing off guard. They need someone. Like mm. they got Schroeder. I don't know why Schroeder isn't starting. They need to start. They need mm. someone to distribute the ball. Like he was coming off COVID or something and he still put up like 46 points. So. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Jalen Brown yeah. was just money. Um, from the Knicks side, I'm, I hate to say, like, I didn't want to say it was a fluke, but I knew it wouldn't do as well as last season. I thought um, Randall might take a step down, but man, mm. Randall's last two games have been, he might be legit. I was like, is he actually this good? Like, I was yeah, a bit no, surprised. He's, um, he's popped up so well. He's, he's really good to watch. I mean, his defense is question, maybe a big question, but he's like, yeah, if, he has the, yeah. if he has the ball anywhere in the half court, he can he can find the bucket. Like, he's amazing. Mm. Um, most important that we finally got players who can sh- create their own shots. Like, Fournier in that, yeah. in that overtime and double overtime, he was money. Like, he was hitting shots and they looked like good shots. Like, I haven't seen Fournier play in a while. I mean, he played for Magic and stuff. But, yeah, like, he's good. I was like, mm. damn, if he continues creating a shot, which is mm. the reason why we lost to Atlanta last mm. season, that's going to be interesting. Like, if we could win, like, 45, like, go 45 and you know, whatever, against in 82 games, get a fifth seed, like fifth, sixth seed. That's going to be a successful season. Like, that's going to be a good season. I think that's where we're at. Top six seed, sixth seed, give it to us. We'll go in, maybe win a first round, lose in the second round to whoever, and it'll be another great season going forward. But I'm I'm so excited about the Knicks this season. It's, it's happening, guys. We're, we're finally here. The Knicks are relevant again after 20 whatever years. It's... Oh, you can sense the excitement in my voice. You need to, you need to, you, you need to be in that side talk uh, video or whatever, all those people yeah, screaming outside in this shit. Oh man, even him and Stephen A. Um, Stephen A. with Jalen uh, on his show was so funny. Stephen A. was going, going so excited on the Knicks. Um, mm. and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, and yeah, so going off to 75 years, there are a few Knicks on there. Um, it's going to be interesting. Like, it was a good, it was a good list. Um, obviously, change is going to happen. I'll just say off the top quickly, a couple of people who I actually thought should have been on there and who weren't on there. Clay Thompson was the biggest one. Where I was like, you're a three-time champion, second-best shooter. I put Clay, 100% put Clay in there. Are you serious? You have to remember, it's only 25 new players, right? Because it's every 25 yeah, years they add. Yeah, oh, so okay. right. um, it's, a, it's a pretty small... But the, the, hmm. some of the snubs, I think, yeah. were like 
Yeah, where was Dwight, Dwight Howard, right? I think he Dwight. should have been on there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't yeah. know. Dwight should It's subjective, right? Like, because yeah. you don't know if they're grading on achievements, but like Dame Lillard, like, what has he actually achieved? Why yeah. is he on that Agreed. list? Agree. I, 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 I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Full respect to Yeah. Um, full respect to Dame, but his 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 um like his work. He's like an amazing player, amazing worker, but it just doesn't translate to team the team at yeah. all. Like, and no matter what the Portland do, it just can't translate it. Dwight, on the other hand, his his effort, like his work, always translated to whatever his team was playing, and it's like it did late in his career. You know, he's like gone off now, but even later in his career, he was a great guy on the bench or something. He added value. He's always added value. And if he, he was the number one guy on the team, his team was like in the playoff in playoff talk. Um, Clay, man, yeah, Clay. I mean, if you take Clay off the team and put him on another team. He's not, uh, I, I just can't see him as a franchise player. I mean, Steph is the franchise player at the mm-hmm. moment and he makes Clay, Clay's great, he's a great defender, he's a great shooter, but he's not going to be a franchise player for anyone and doesn't deserve mention. I've seen, I've seen his name on a lot of snubs lists. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, why would he, why would he be on that list? No way, there's so many more players I better mean, than him. There's Tracy I'd McGrady, take him over Vince. Ray Allen. I'd take him over Ray Allen though. Ray Allen's on there. I don't I mean, I'd take Clay yeah. over Ray. Like, Clay, Ray's obviously better on, like, all-time three-points list and stuff. And Ray Allen had one of the biggest shots of, you know, modern memory mm-hmm. in the Heat thing um, when he like when he won it for the Heat in, um, uh, in 2013, I think it was. Like, to me, like, I see the 75 years, like, you know, you're telling a story about the NBA for 75 years. Which players do you have to put on there that you can't tell that story without? And Clay's part of that. Like, Clay's... The Warriors dynasty was between Steph and Clay. Like the last, um, since when the Warriors, the 2015, when the Warriors won their first one, Clay deserves mention as one of the pillars of like the modern NBA. Like I understand he's not the sexy pig or like he might be like a like a Warriors. He might do well just because the Warriors system. Like I don't disagree with that. But I still think over like Ray Allen or like even uh, I'm a Knicks fan over Melo, like. Oh yeah, I, Melo was a weird. I mean, I Melo was a bit like, yeah, it's, yeah uh, like you haven't won anything. Like it's just kind of there. Like Clay's yeah. three-time NBA champion, and Melo just hasn't. He's won a couple of scoring titles. I'm like, great. But, just, but that's the thing. I, I guess we don't know what the criteria really is. And if if you're looking at someone's resume, there's like a whole bunch of players that are not on this list, right? Like Tony yeah. Parker or whoever. Like people who have yeah. championships or other achievements. That's why, yeah. Maybe Clay is a, a weird miss, but maybe they're like, oh, we've got Steph. He represents yeah. the Warriors. Yeah, boom. Yeah. He represents right. the dynasty. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's always subjective. Everyone has their opinions. Um, it, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad list, to be honest. I was like, oh, this is fair enough. You know, like you can justify most on that. People are going to miss out. Great. I got, I got a bit, I just, when I saw Clay on all the snubs, snubs list, I'm like, that's something I actually disagreed with. I'm like, he does not deserve to be even on the snubs list kind of thing. There's a reason there's better players than him. Um, Dame, yeah, like, yeah, just not, not, yeah, not enough achievements to kind of be there, unfortunately, as good as he is. Um, and Dwight, like, I have no idea how Dwight is not that list. Like five Dwight times. Yeah, I mean, I got some lists here. Five, re, five times rebounding leader two times blocks leader, five times all NBA first team, um, and plus a bunch of second and third teams later in his career, MVP conversation with LeBron and Kobe, um, three times defensive player of the year. You know, that's, like, that's, a, that's no, a lot of it. Yeah, he's got, yeah, a lot of he's got that CV. Yeah. Yeah. I think another Vin- good one is Vince Carter was a non, right? 
he didn't make the list. I mean, he's been playing for years, for like 20 years. I think, um, I think the issue with Carter was, and even T-Mac as well, is the way they left their teams. Like I'm reading a couple of NBA books and T-Mac just burned down Toronto and a few others when he left. And everyone's just like, nah, like you're not, they not hate it, not hate him, such a strong word, but as a player, people don't respect him as much because of the way he exited a couple of teams. Um, and I think that's the, that's the problem as well with someone like T-Mac too. Because T-Mac, I think when he was in Houston, he like um, got, got a surgery at the end of one year when he wanted to be traded. And like, yeah. there's just issues with how these guys left their teams. He had a personality. Yeah, he had a personality. Yeah, the same thing with T-Mac. Dwight. People just don't yeah. like him. Yeah, yeah. like they just like, uh, if, if Dwight sort of went into that really good veteran role after Orlando, I think he would definitely be on this list. But the fact that he went to like six teams and no one like not no one likes him, but no one like supports him. Like well, no, the Lakers was, don't was, like him. There was the article. He wasn't like, a great well, locker locker room guy, but now exactly. now he is. So. Yeah. Like yeah. his achievements speak for themselves, and I totally agree with that. Like it's important, but he's just like all the franchises he's played for. No one respects him. Like no one quote unquote respects or like supports him. He's just you know. Oh, he's Dwight. He's that goofy guy who comes in the locker room kind of thing. Like, yeah. it's not the same as some other guys who are actually respected and playing like long, long careers. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, we as you said, we don't know what the criteria was, and that could be a factor. And if it is, then yeah, it could be justifiable that he wasn't the list. Um, and now moving on to our last item. So I gave you guys a little bit of homework. I said, all right, top three uh, like players, teams who are under the most pressure. So like you guys have said, we've had about three games, uh, two to three games this season. We've seen a little bit of stuff. Who do you guys think is under the most pressure this year? And I'm counting regular season and postseason because a lot of mine are like regular season's sort of semi-fine, but it's really the postseason where it matters. So Loki, do you want to get you started? Let's go three to one. Number three, who's your um, player or team under most pressure? So, all right, I've avoided anyone from Philadelphia or the Lakers because I think they're just too obvious um, and everyone talks about them. So, um, number three, I'm going to go Chris Paul. He is staying. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, so he's he's staying in to win a championship. He's with the Suns to win a championship. Like, um, you know, he he signed on again basically to try to win a championship with Phoenix and he's trying to do it before the end of his career, which is looming pretty I don't know, he's what, 37 as well. He's, he's, he's coming to the end of his career. Um, so he's got pressure on himself to win, like to go out with a bang. He, he has a chance to do it. Phoenix have a chance. They're almost there. Um, and this could be this could be it. After this, he could have a massive drop-off, who knows? So I'm saying CP3 as my number three. That's, that's a good one, yeah. I think he got a taste of it last year and he's like, this is, you know, this year's my year to try and get a championship. Definitely. Yeah, like CP3 is a good one. Um, I don't know whether it's him as such. Like, when I'm looking at Phoenix, I look at Booker and I look at the front office as the two main. Like, CP3 led it last year and he's got a good rep now. Like, he's got a rep as, like, oh, where, you know, I lead the young guys kind of thing. Like, he's one with OKC especially where it was like, how did you take this young team to the, you know, second round of the Western Conference um, playoffs? So, like, I think he's – I wouldn't say he's Teflon. Like, he's fully Teflon, but he's semi-Teflon now. Like, he's got pressure, but if they fail, it's going to be on um, Aiden, it's going to be on Booker, and it's going to be on um, the front office. Like, Sava's already not paying um, Aiden at the moment. 
and everyone's like, oh God, what, uh, what yeah, is Sava I, doing kind of thing? Yeah. There's some wider Sorry, issues, right? Like Sava might be like, I don't know, I read some, about some racist comments, like a Donald Sterling down of the league. I don't know what's I going on there. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was the fake thing, but maybe it's uh, not. Yeah. I, I don't think so. And then there's obviously Aiden not being paid. Um, you know, there might be some sour feelings there as well. So I, I think, yeah, there's probably pressure on Paul, but there's stuff outside of his actual control. Phoenix are under pressure, definitely. That's a really good pick. Uh, Nads, what do you got? I just think, well, it goes hand in hand. It's an organization as well as a player. So Dame Lillard, right? I think he definitely wants to make an impact, go for a championship run. Um, it won't happen with Poland. And similarly, Poland's like, we need to do something so we can retain Dame. It sort of goes hand in hand. Um, this year, it's not going to happen. I think Dame will probably move on after this season. Um, but he he definitely has like a lot on his back right now. And then constantly putting like putting on this top seventy five list, everyone's calling him out just like we are. Like like you've achieved nothing. How are you a top player? And he has he has the ability, but he doesn't have the right pieces around him to, to make that happen. That's a good point. Now he's on the top seventy five list, and people are yeah. questioning him. I, I feel I feel for that. He's he's like he's such a professional. Uh, he's treated the whole his whole career as really professionally. Um, and he's like obviously one of the best players to watch. He's one of the best players in the league right now. And there's still so much pressure on him to deliver <laughs> um, and like take his take. You know, he's like, I'm staying with Portland. I believe in Portland. And it's like, ugh, no one can see it. So there's like pressure he's, on him to prove it. Yeah. His professionalism might be his, his downfall a little yeah. bit. Right? Maybe yeah. it's better for him to be selfish and be like, I need to go to the yeah. right team that wants me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So very likable guy, but just, oh. Can you do it? I really. I, everyone um, wants him to be a winner as well. Like yeah. I think everyone wants him to. Be, just can't get there. The one thing I'd say, I'm um, just in support of Lillard, is he's got the two most famous shots in the last 15 years of playoff NBA history. The one against um, Houston and the one against Ooh. the Clippers. Ah, uh, no, sorry, OKC. Okay, see. Yeah. Okay, see like, wise, yeah. Mm. okay, see. Like when you talk about like NBA playoffs, those two shots are shown like in every clip. So I think that's probably like not half the reason, but the important reason why he's on there because he's got two of the most biggest, um, yeah, the biggest shots and the biggest moments in NBA history. So come on, like you said, we're all supporting. Let's just do something. Um, my number three, and this is going to come even out of left field. Let's go with Pascal Siakam, the Toronto Raptors. Siakam, it may actually... Siakam actually may be traded by the trade deadline if he doesn't get his act together. Like, Scotty Barnes right now is playing very well as a rookie. They've got OG and they've got, um, yeah, the, the point guard um, as well uh, with Fred Van Vliet. Siakam's under a lot of pressure just because, like, even last season, you know, he was um, sort of told to go away or like, suspended for contract conduct detrimental to the team. Like he was sulking and shit, like he didn't have a good season. I would not put it past Masai at all to swing a deal where, you know, he's the sort of focal point of a trade with Siakam getting traded to somewhere. And then they sort of somehow retool, just like the Kawhi Leonard trade, where, you know, they trade away Siakam and a few other random players and suddenly end up with a decent, you know, a decent player return. And between him, Scotty Barnes, um, OG, and Fred Van Vliet, you know, they're a top five team again in the East. I think Siakam and the Raptors are in, not trouble, but Siakam himself has to come back and prove that I was an all-star, I was worth the max extension. Um, 
there's something there. There's there's definitely something under the surface there which needs to be resolved. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That's a good one. I'd agree. Like, yeah, interesting to see what happens with Toronto. They're they're coming down from a championship. They've come down really hard from a championship, and now it's kind of they've got this middle of the road team. See what happens. Yeah, mm. I feel yeah yeah I feel kind of bad. I mean, last year they were they were stuck in Tampa. They're finally back in Toronto. Siakam. He had like a crazy rise, right? Like he went from being a scrub to being sort of an elite player and maybe mentally, you know, he's not matching what he achieved physically. Um, yeah. And he's maybe putting that pressure on himself and you might see some like, you know, a drop in skill set um, this year. So hopefully he can, he can pull through. Loki, what's your number two? Number two, I've gone with Luke Walton, um, Sacramento Kings coach. Uh, I want him to see, I want him to do well. I don't know. He, I mean, he had LeBron and he failed miserably um, on his team with the, when he was coaching the Lakers. He had the worst defensive rating history last season. Kings haven't made the playoffs in 15 years. Uh, you just see the guy coaching and you're like, can this, what, you, know, you just watch him on, you know, when he's actually coaching, you're like, is he, is he, is he legit? <laughs> um, but I just want him to do well. I don't know. I want the Kings to do well and him to do well. Like he has a chance to do it, to actually compete. And he's started off the season well, hopefully, fingers crossed. So he's my, he's gone otherwise, I feel, if you can't do it this season again. Um, I'll just jump in quickly. I have no idea how Walton has a job. Like legitimately speaking, the guy has done nothing for Sacramento for whatever the three or four years he's done. Like he's literally the, like the boss of the sun where just like no matter how many yeah. times you screw up, you can have a job. And it's just... I don't know how, like, he keeps on, his rotations are bad, he plays no, like, he can't coach defense, his team mm. sucks, I'm like, how will you have a job? Like, this is ridiculous, the fact that you have a job with all this going on, but, yeah. So this I'm, is a spicy stick, I feel Sacramento. like we need to add a little buzzer to this podcast every time you say something <laughs> extra spicy, just like, mm. so, yeah. It's not spicy, he hasn't done anything, how is that spicy, like, that's harsh, man. Anyway. Harsh. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. But he's, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Like, I think he's a, he seems like a nice guy. So you want him to do well, I feel. And hopefully he can do it this year. I don't know. No, you're, you're too what polite, Loki. Jay, Jay was just straight up. He's, yeah. His team sucks. He yeah. sucks. Yeah. I mean, he's a Knicks fan, so you can so say that. We, we feel for him as well. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number two, guys? I should think Trey Young and the Hawks. Um, right, you know. Good one. Yeah. There's, a, there's a weird, like, I think I heard a quote being like, no one respects us from Trey Young, even though we had such a deep sort of playoff run. Uh, we're discounted. I think they want to show that, you know, they're not sort of this team that made the play in and, and had a run. They want to be like a top seed, come through. Yeah, I, I, I like, you know, this is, this is their year, hopefully. Mm. I think they'll have a deep run. Trey Young sort of like cemented himself as being a perennial all-star. Maybe mm. uh, he just needs to, but he's not liked. He's not liked in the league, I think. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'm excited for the Knicks and Hawks game at MSG. <laughs> Christmas? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, just, I'll, just, really I'll just speak on that because that was my number one as well. Hawks, they're talking themselves up a lot. The young, young squad, they're really arrogant. They beat the Sixers. I don't like them. Um, <laughs> no, nah, they're, 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 they're salty. Yeah, you just yeah. don't want to do well because they beat Philly. Mate, it was that shirt that John Collins wore, wore like disrespectful of him dunking on Embiid. At the at the post conference, I was like, "Come on, man! You're like three years old. Just chill. You know, you got you haven't done anything yet. You know, just calm down." So, but they put pressure on themselves. I feel. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. No, it's it's a good point. Their their coach might be in trouble as well. We'll see. They're good. They're really interesting, though. 
Um, my number, my number two, and my number one. We'll just wrap it up pretty quickly. I had the Chicago Bulls and Rudy Gobert as my number one. Just to speak on Rudy, he's going to be traded if they don't win the chip this year. Rudy's gone. There's no way they're going to hang on to him. They make the same spot every year. They make the semis or the finals and they lose. And it's always because of Rudy. I don't think it's his fault. He can't cover up for four different people on the team. But if Utah don't make a splash, like a legitimately Western Conference or win, I think their team has changed. I think they'll restart um, just with Donovan Mitchell and they'll trade everyone because it's they're a laughing stock. Like they should send a Christmas card to Philly. We need a buzzer. Hang on, we need we need a buzzer here. You you think the Utah Jazz are a laughing stock? Are you kidding? No, 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 no. no. I said last year they have to seriously get on their knees and thank Philly for the reason. The reason that no one's talking about Utah's collapse against the Clippers with no Kawhi is just because Philly lost and Ben Simmons, the whole Ben Simmons saga started. Yeah, that's the only reason why. You think they scapegoated Philly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, hundred (laughs) percent. They should thank Philly for doing this because otherwise everyone would see that. We need that buzzer. Yeah, we need that buzzer, man. That was great. Uh, All right, guys. Um, That was our first episode. We hope you liked it. Um, Please like, please subscribe, and we'll chat to you next week. Thanks for listening.